The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And no, your ears do not deceive you. This is Raider Greg, and I am back. I'm back with a vengeance from a hiatus that, well, I just needed to have. I needed to take a break after the fifth losing season. Of course, we all need a little bit of a break, I'm sure. And I'm back. And I'm back more than those Charger fans are back because they can't even sell out their doggone playoff game. Is that some crap? Just goes to show you they are the weakest fans in the NFL. They got no room to talk. And I just hope the Titans take it to their ass and knock them off in the first round. I'd love to see it. I hope it happens. Well, (laughs) let's just move on because we got a lot to cover on show 180. Yeah. Well, Ritter Nation, it's been some time since you heard me. I know it's been a while, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to step away from the microphone. If you know what I'm saying, if you don't, well, that's what happened to me. I had a little hiatus, a little bit of escape from reality. And uh, I just had to get away from it for a little while, to be quite honest with you. So that's it. And this is Show 180. And this is what we got for you this week. Warren Sapp. Yes, he retires. Number 99, a great, great man for the Oakland Raiders, is retired. And we'll talk about that. Lane Kiffin makes a move Monday after our last game against the San Diego Chargers. Yes, of course. Makes his first move. I'd like to see that. Let's see some more. We have some more moves to make as well. We hit on that as well. And Rob Ryan to stay? All the speculation with Rob Ryan getting the hell out of Dodge, going to Washington or the Jets or who knows where else, is all, I guess, a bunch of bullshit. But we're going to talk about that because I don't think it's very clear, to be honest with you. And, of course, we'll hit the Radio Nation Podcast comments forum section where I'm going to give you guys a chance to voice your opinion on a myriad of things. And don't forget, the bone line is up, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. Get on it. Throw me a bone. Tell me what you think, what you like, and what you don't. You guys are out there. I know you are. Don't be afraid. Put your voice in the podcast. We're going to need it on this this postseason dilemma we have between now and the draft. We're going to have a lot of news because Lane Kiffin's going to make a lot of moves. And so, without any further ado, let's get on it. Warren Sapp retires after 13 years in the NFL and the expert at the three technique. Yes, the number one player at the three technique at the defensive tackle spot. Everyone knows we uh, he actually shellacked us in the Super Bowl. I know we don't like to remember what you have no choice but to remember. And then, of course, we acquired Warren Sapp. And unfortunately for him and us, he played in losing teams all the way through. Uh, Warren Sapp was a anchor. And not only that, a spokesman 
a veteran in our locker room for our defense, and he will be sorely missed. I for sure will miss him. The plays he made, the emotion he brought to the team, the emotion he brought to the defense is just unbelievable. Uh, Warren Sapp, our hats off to you because I, for one, as a Raider fan, enjoyed watching him do his thing. Not as ferocious as he was in Tampa Bay in his younger days, but he brought it every game, attitude and all. He played 110% every snap of the ball. And what more can you ask from any player? Uh, thank you, Warren, for your contribution to the Raiders. I just wish the rest of the team around you would have been better. Uh, ranked number three in defense last season. Uh, that was probably his highlight here in Oakland. Uh, unfortunately, our offense, well, we all know what our offense was. It was some bullshit. So, well, with that, Warren Sapp goes off to retirement. Good luck to him. He's in pretty doggone good shape for that. He's going to have some good fun with his kids and his family, his wife. God bless you. Godspeed, Warren, and thanks for playing for the Raiders because you are an example of what we need here on the Raiders. You are a true Raider at heart. Kiffin makes some moves. Now, we played the San Diego Chargers on a Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And on Monday, <laughs> Lane Kiffin fires George Streeter as our, I guess he's an agent um, negotiator. I don't know. His, his position is kind of vague, but he, he's a free agent negotiator. Uh, negotiating contracts for free agents and doing contracts for new acquisitions. And he was evidently dropped the day after we lost to San Diego. I believe personally it was for the uh, Jamarcus Russell debacle and that contract situation that happened. Lane actually had no, no opportunity to be in on that. He just got hired as a coach. Um, this was actually Al Davis's choice. And this guy really screwed the pooch on this contract deal, as we all know, because Jamarcus didn't get a camp until real late, and I think that was probably Skeeter's responsibility. And guess what? He's out of here. The first of many that are going to be hitting the doors. We're going to talk about those free agents as well. You know we got 20. That's 20. He has free agents coming up this season, and this offseason, 20. That's a lot of people looking for the dollar. And in that situation, we really need to be careful on what we're going to do and who we're going to keep. And that is going to make a lot of news here. Not recently, actually, a lot of news coming up very, very shortly. Because the analysis of the team is something Lane Kiffin said at his last press conference, which gave me a lot of hope. Lane had a lot of great words about how this team on the 4-12 and was no improvement from the 2-14 and we cannot even be proud about it. He doesn't want to think about it. He doesn't want to look at it. Lane, um, Randy, play some of that Lane Kiffin speech for me, will you? 
he's going to get so much better because he's going to have stuff he never had before. He didn't have a true off season from the beginning. He didn't have, he didn't have a training camp. He didn't have preseason. You know that. You know, if you believe in coaching and you believe in that, that that's how players get better, well, he didn't have that. So um, it, it was really good to see him play that well, and I'm glad that we managed it the way we did, um, you know, and, and didn't put him – because I don't believe there was there was a way he was going to be able to play the way he did yesterday in week six or seven because, he, you know, the amount of practice reps that, that he's had and the, the amount of exposure to other guys playing and all the game plans has helped him and prepared him for that game it wasn't just last week it was it was all the time leading up to it i think it was really important for our whole franchise i, I think it was really important for our fans our, our building our players um everyone to see him play really well and and make some dynamic plays at times that he did and um it's very valuable because it, it just increases the, their belief and trust in him and 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 where we're going and um, so I think it was really, really powerful and important. And, um, you know, it would have been much better if we would have won the game. But uh, it, it was really good for him. Yeah, he'll take a little time off right here, but he'll be out here. And, um, you know, we got a lot of work to do. And, um, and, and he's ready to go. He's fired up about, um, you know, being, being a leader on this team and, and being the guy calling the plays and in that huddle. And, and getting the guys around him and, and getting the timing and getting familiar with these guys and and um, he's ready first of all that if you do it right um, the most improvement comes from year one to year two because you've had a year to evaluate everything and um, as you guys who've been covering us you know one of the first things that we did is we talked about everyone having a clean slate here and when we got here and we're everything you do everything you do from here on out counts and we're going to judge you on that and, and we didn't we didn't care what people said but what coaches had said about you before here or in the building or any of that so we didn't care about that because we're going to make our opinions on you and that that's helped us too you know there's i'm not going to get into individuals there's a number of guys that if, if we would have listened to what people said about them before we would have ran them out of here and, and that that they they came the other way around and were good players for us and leaders and the whole thing and when you do that and you don't we didn't make a number of changes before the year but when you give people opportunities sometimes that hurts a little bit too because you don't you don't listen to what other people say so um you know did we hang on to some guys longer than we should have sure and um so we'll make some changes this off season and uh we'll get ready to go for a year or two and um make sure that, that everybody's on board and now they understand us better what our expectations are and, and a major point was to understand that, that that's not okay you know because because we put, we played some teams well and, and we won a couple of divisional games and that's not okay um this this season was not a success for four and twelve um that that means that that you lost more than you won and and um we've got to get that fixed and uh we're going to work on that right now and we're going to look at every every single way we can to fix that whether that's free agency, draft, anything. And so we'll evaluate everything and find a way to get better. Um, Dominic played extremely well in the chances that he got. Um, you know, it hurt Dominic initially because he had the four-game suspension, so he was out. And, and um, we talk to our guys all the time about if you give somebody a chance, you know, they may take it and run with it. And, you know, we're not going to hold spots. We're not going to do anything based on, on anything except for what you've done and what's going on. And, and Justin sees that. You know, Lamont was starting off great, and then Justin got a chance when Lamont got hurt. He seized it and, and never gave it up and um, kept it till he got injured. And then so then finally Dominique got a chance, and, and he played extremely well. For the guys in this room that we're going to bring back, what are our expectations is for you? 
and, and what we need to do to, to get over this to get over this hump and start winning these games. And um, I, I thought it was a really good meeting. And I think um, they understand that that there's a there's a commitment here to get this thing fixed and get it going the right direction. And um, even talking to some of them afterwards, you, you know, um, you know, maybe I need to pay attention more to, to the media and stuff because. Um, it was it was a good meeting because I had a couple of players afterwards say, well, I guess that means you're staying. You know, I didn't even I didn't even I hadn't even thought to even address that to the guys. Like, well, we read all the internet. Everything says you're you're going somewhere. So, um, so I guess it helped that too. You know, Michael Bush hasn't played for us yet, so it'll be exciting to see him in the off season and the preseason. And and um, you know, and there's some guys in free agency that are coming open here too. So uh, we'll look at all of it and. And once again, the best thing I can tell you about all these things is we're going to find the best way to win, and, and we're going to figure out a way to, to get it fixed. And, and whatever it is, we're not just going to be satisfied with somebody that played pretty well and say, well, yeah, you know, they improved, they played pretty well. We're always going to be looking for a competitive edge. Yeah, Lane wasn't messing around. He's serious. He means business. Obviously so. He fired somebody the first day after our last game. That, to me, gives me some hope um, in what's going to be going on this season. He's got a lot to do, a lot of film to go over, and that leads me to the Rob Ryan situation, which I'll hit on this next story, but it really, really makes a huge statement, and, uh, well, I'll hit that on the Rob Ryan portion of our show today. But being 4-12 and was no big deal, and you know what? He said we got to get it fixed, and when he says he got to get it fixed, I think he's very, very serious. He's got to attack the 53-man roster, like he says, too, and get rid of a lot of dead weight that's on that. Now, we have 20 free agents. 20! That's a lot of free agents for a team. And they're in-house players, and he's got to make a decision on these players next month so that we can get these guys on free agency. Maybe we can do some trades. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see. But you know we got some big names. The Amdi Asimov, of course, he should definitely be retained. Now, Justin Fargus... He's an unrestricted free agent this year, and he's coming off his first 1,000-yard season. He played very, very well, and uh, everyone was thinking about him being the guy, you know. But uh, you know what? Dominic Rhodes came in when he was injured and popped out some great yardage, 123, 130 yards on the last two games. That's pretty doggone good. It says to me that our offensive line has improved greatly. The fact that uh, Dominic Rhodes can run for those yards, uh, we might have to think twice about signing Fargus. I know a lot of guys are rolling their eyes and you know screaming at me on this, but you know what? We have Michael Bush back there, Dominic Rhodes. We might be able to get some money for Justice Fargus or get a trade for him. You never know. I like Justin. I think he should stay, but you know that's a situation that I don't know. You know, you have to question the fact that they might keep him, but how much money is going to ask for? You know, of course, if we keep Asamoah, and we don't uh, give him a new contract, if we put the franchise player tag on him, that's going to cost us $9.2 million for one year of service. That's a lot of money. And I know they didn't throw to him much this year, but they throw to him quite a bit, really. You know, not much, but enough to worry me because he didn't have the season he had the year before. I know he's a good player. It just depends on what his contract's going to call for because uh, defensive backs are making a lot of money. And I'm telling you, man, we've got eight out of ten picks, ten draft picks, get you this, we've had eight defensive backs picked in the first round. Where are those guys? You know, that leads me to believe, you know, who's making those decisions? Was it Rob Ryan? Because if that was the case, 
I think we really screwed the pooch on those drafts because those were high draft picks because we've sucked the last five seasons. I'm really disappointed in our draft picks, really. Um, we've had a lot of op- opportunities to get some great players, and they've really slipped through our fingers, especially in these drafts that we've had in the last five seasons. Don't get me started because I'll flip out because I look at the names that we could have had, and boy, I'm telling you, big time, big time. And I don't even want to go through it because it kills me to look at it. But let's move on. Tommy Kelly, also a free agent. Now, he got hurt in the the, uh, midseason, but he is a great defensive lineman. And you know what? He's good. Very good. And he declined a long-term deal last year. Hmm. That's what a team source said. And you know what those team sources are like. I sure hope he doesn't take, take it take it to somewhere else, but he did have a severe knee injury, which is going to limit his opportunities out there in free agency. We'll have to take a look at Tommy Kelly, although I really like the guy. He doesn't seem to want to stay in Oakland. We'll have to keep an eye on that situation. Now, Josh McCown is another one that's coming up because he got a one-year contract. Now, he made it last last clear last season that uh, and we made it clear last season that Andrew Walter wasn't the guy. Well, I don't know why he wasn't the guy, because we really never played him. And McCown, which we used to call McClown, did a pretty good job. I mean, nothing stellar. He did a pretty good job because he understood the playbook. Now, Jamarcus Russell will be our number one guy, and uh, that's probably the situation. And we'll probably keep McCown if he doesn't ask for too much dough. If he asks for too much dough, we're going to keep Walter. We'll probably dump McCown because... Walter's on a four-year contract, very reasonable, and he would do just as fine on a backup situation. So the McCown story still has to develop. I really don't see him staying in Oakland, and I really don't see Dante Culpepper as well coming back uh, because, well, he's just not the guy, and we don't need to pay him that much money again this year because we paid him some big-time dollars last year. Maybe somebody else will pick him up. Who knows? Now, on special teams, we got some people coming up. Now, Jared Cooper's coming up. Now, he had a big-time injury, too, in his knee, but it wasn't bad enough for him to be questionable for next season. I believe he will come back, and he is a number one guy on our special teams, and I don't think they'll get rid of him at all. He was always the first man on the ball. Isaiah Ikejuba, I think, will be gone. John Kondo, I don't think he'll be here either. Ricky Brown, that's a tough one. He had a lot of promise in the beginning, but he faded off towards the end of the season. And uh, we haven't heard much from Ricky. He might be down the road as well. Chris Carr will definitely be back. So we definitely should see him, too, on the return team. He did pretty doggone well. And we need to have his speed and his elusiveness on those returns. We fixed up those uh, the special teams a little more as far as blocking goes, and we could really have a hell of a good special teams core, a um, lot, lot better than we had this year. Now, wide receiver, Jerry Porter, I'm telling you, we have to get rid of him this year. If he had any value at all, we have to use it this season because he is not a breakaway wide receiver, and he should be gone. Him and his attitude, he's not a number one guy. We got to get rid of him because we need somebody that's a speedy downfield threat, and he is not the guy that... uh, our man Jay Rush should be thrown to because he can't separate himself, period. Now, Bears receiver Bernard Barium could be that guy. He is a free agent, and there's been talk that he might be coming to Oakland. 
But you know, talk is cheap. And until it happens, you know, we won't see that until it happens. But you know, and I know, that we need a speedy receiver that can separate so we can give Jamarcus Russell an opportunity to throw the longer passes when we have an opportunity to do that. So we will see that. Now, defensive line, Warren Sapp, he's gone. He retired. Ugh. Now, resiling Kelly might not be the answer because it's not enough. We need to find somebody that's really, really strong and to replace that Warren Sapp in the middle, even though he wasn't that good against the run, he can only do so much by himself, folks. And that's kind of how it was. He was doing it by himself. So let's take a look. Now, Albert Hainsworth is another one that, from the Titans, that's going to be a free agent. They'll probably sign him because they did make it to the postseason. But you just never know. A lot of talk about that as well. But you never know until the signing has occurred and all that stuff has come down. So there's a lot of names floating around right now in the free agent market. And nothing really going to happen until after the Super Bowl, as we all know. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not. There's a lot of rumors right now. Like I'm throwing out there. These are all just things people are saying. Nothing that I have in concrete. I'd like to see those things happen. But like last year and the year before, you know, a lot of this stuff never materialized. Now, the Raiders haven't had a hard-hitting safety since Woodson, and I'm tired of it, damn it. I'm freaking tired of it. Of all those first-round picks that we have, we have nothing and no one that can tackle. The Michael Huff move was just weak. <laughs> that draft pick just blew me away. It was probably the last one I just said, what is going on in Oakland? He was the eighth defensive back picked out of 10 picks. That's just bullshit. You think we can't get a free safety? You know how many free safeties that have come by and we've got Michael Huff? I mean, he's okay. One interception. He can't tackle. They're going to move him to free safety anyways. So he won't have to you know, cover many tight ends, which he can't get enveloped by. He bounces off them just like a ping pong ball on the table. He cannot tackle. And I believe if they put him back there, he's going to be just like Stewie, except for he'll be at the point of attack, but I don't think he'll be able to bring anybody down because he just doesn't hit hard. He doesn't want to get his, you know, his doom messed up or whatever. We have no hard hitters, and we better look for some hard hitters, maybe in free agency even, because we do not have the defensive backs for nothing. Because if we stop the run, our DBs couldn't stop anything else. We got thrown upon constantly this season and it's a very weak part of our defense which is totally weak anyways as we could see they were totally taken down this season and shown for what they really are because we knew what they were <laughs> you know that now the offensive line let's just take a look at that cornell green and barry sims probably are done thank goodness Cornell because of injuries, Barry Sims just because he's old and has more penalties than anybody on any offensive line on any team in the 32 that we, we play against in this league. Now, Newberry's knees won't last forever, and they've already been weak. We were lucky that he lasted all season this season, and I think we'll be taking a big chance by putting him in the first team next season and hoping that he, he makes it throughout. Our offensive line needs big-time help. There's a couple people that might be eligible. We just don't know. 
Um, there's some players off the Steelers and the Cowboys we've been looking at. But you know what? Like I said before, you never know until the paper is signed. We'll be keeping in touch on those. We'll be keeping you guys in touch on what's happening in that situation. But you know our offensive line is weak. Notice there's no screaming for Robert Gallery's head as of yet. They think that he's doing okay. Okay, they should restructure his contract and pay him about 30% less, if if not more, uh, just to give him a job. Because I don't think anybody else in the 32 teams will be happy about it, getting him on their team. Okay, so let's look down here. Unrestricted free agents, we have Naomi Asamoah, Tyler Brighton, Chris Clemens. Now, Brighton, he could be, he could go. I would say he could definitely go because they really didn't have uh, a place for him last season. He kind of moved around a little bit from defensive end to defensive line, and he's just not big enough for defensive line. He's not fast enough for defensive end, so I just don't think he's going to be on the team. Chris Clemens was awesome. He's a huge surprise with eight sacks this year. Excellent player. Definitely, we found some diamonds in the rough there. Now, Culpepper, like I said, will be gone. Cooper, we should keep. Uh, Tim Dwight, we just got him in the middle of the season, uh, picked him up. But I don't think he offers very much, and I don't think he's going to be around with the team, especially if you've got to pay him any money. I already talked about Fargus, Cornell Green, of course. Too many injuries and false starts for him. Tommy Kelly, I think he should come back. Josh definitely should leave. Newbury should probably leave too, but they'll probably keep him because we don't have anybody to replace him with yet. Jerry Porter, hit the freaking road. Now, Sam Williams, outside linebacker, he fell out of favor for no explanation. Actually, he he is very injury-prone, and he didn't play the game that we expected him to play because we needed him, especially on the run, and he was injured a lot during the season and definitely didn't pan out when he did play. I don't think Sam Williams will be back next season. If he is, I will not be very happy. Now, we do have some restricted free agents as well. Now, John Alston, he made some plays on special teams. Probably bring him back because he'll be cheap. Ricky Brown, hmm, nickel, special teams player. I just don't think he's going to do it because he didn't really have a big season this year, and they gave him a lot of opportunities, and he hasn't panned out. I don't look forward to having him come back. Chris Carr, of course, he's a franchise leader, leader kick returner, and we need to keep him. John Kondo, um, he was perfect for replacing Adam True. I think we should probably keep him as well. Isaiah Ikejima, a stud on special teams coverage, but uh, he, he probably he probably come back because our special teams starting to starting to gel a little bit. We don't want to mess that up a little bit. Hiram Eugene started late, but he has a lot of issues, man. He has a lot of issues, although he does hit a lot harder than Stewie does. Depending upon how many people we get in this draft, he might have to stay just to keep whole that hole filled. And of course, tight end John Madsen, we didn't use him very much, but whenever he throws, we throw the ball to him, he catches the ball. He is a great tight end. We better keep this kid because we need this guy. Um, we need the two tight ends that we have with him and Miller. I think those two guys kind of solidify the tight end position. And we're set in that position, thank goodness, because we don't have so many positions that we need to refill that it's a bullshit. Lane Kevin's got a lot of work for him, a lot of work for him ahead. So we have to see what's going to happen and what's going to happen with our team. 
but there's a whole lot that's going to go on. As soon as the Super Bowl is over, you'll hear a gigantic whoosh, like the flushing of a toilet, where a lot of players are going out. Thank goodness, because I would rather have a rookie to try um, instead of some of these guys that we've had for so long. we got to get rid of these people that aren't making plays, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And now, you know, I thought that was our 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 solid point of this season. I thought that was a point, the rock that we could stand on, and it ended up to be sand, quicksand, actually. And, uh, well, that's our season, 4-12. and 12. Can't run from it because it's just the way it is. And on that, that's about all I have to say about that. Rob Ryan to stay. Rob Ryan is to stay in Oakland. Well, what a surprise. Can you believe it? (laughs) The boards were quaking, shaking, making moves that we were going to get everybody in creation on the defensive side of the ball. And it wasn't until late, and I mean late in the game, especially when you're talking about firing a defensive coach. Now, you know... I'm not just the only one who thinks this. The Raiders of late, and I'm taking them probably the last seven years, haven't gotten rid of coaches until the very end, until we have to pick the dregs of what's left over to fill our coaching staff. Um, and that's kind of been what's happening. That's why we got the Art Shell program. That's what happened to us in the extreme. And it's happened in other situations where we've fired coaches, waited too long, too late, without enough pick, Uh, enough variety to make a decision on someone new that could actually do the job. Now, when they start talking about Rob Ryan leaving, I was kind of happy if they were going to make that decision. They made it early. They started talking about it early. And if it was going to go down, it'd be better to happen right now so that we can go out there and search for a new defensive coordinator. There was talk about Monty Kiffin coming to Oakland, which I still don't think... Uh, as far from the truth, because he doesn't have a contract in Tampa Bay and uh, might not after this game that they played against the Giants, but he could certainly help his son maybe as an advisor or whatever. Um, the other thing is they they waited so long, they started talking, the rumors came out, and nothing was said by the Oakland Raiders. A uh, week went by, two weeks went by, Rob Ryan's job's on the line, And then after a week and a half of speculation with all these possibilities, uh, Morris from the the defensive backs coach from also Tampa Bay coming in was also speculation. And lo and behold, here comes a statement from the Oakland Raiders saying something like, all this speculation is ridiculous. It's something that's up underhanded and blah, 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 blah. Let me just say that. And that's just a bunch of bullshit. Because I'll tell you right now, if they had intended to keep Ryan, the first articles that came out about him leaving, there would have been a statement about that right there. There would have been a statement that said, 
Coach Ryan is our man. Lane Kiffin would have gone on and said, Coach Ryan is our man. It would have been on any news, sports news across ESPN and wherever else. Notice, no such thing happened. Nothing. Not a word was said when the speculation came to a froth. Then they finally popped out a statement. Well, that's not very good. That leads me to believe that they were looking for someone else. Kiffin had made up his mind. He was going to get rid of Ryan and bring someone else in. And yes, I hate to even say it because I hate to speculate this shit, but man, I think Al Davis got his nose in there and made that decision. He's probably, of course, of course he's involved in all those decisions. They're major decisions with the team. But to go against your offensive coach or the coach of the team, he's the coach. Lane Kiffin's the coach. If you wanted a new defensive coordinator, let it happen. It's on him. Shit, if the team does shitty, who gets blamed? The head coach, of course. That's what happened with Ryan. He dodged the bullet under Art Shell, dodged the bullet under several coaches, and he's still here. He has five seasons. Our defense is nowhere near to being a championship defense as it was his second, third, or fourth season. I like Rob Ryan. He's a great guy. He's a nice guy. But I do not believe his defense is going to work. I do not believe he has the mindset to make it work. And the fact that we're doing man-on-man coverage and the same old four guys rushing obviously shows that we cannot stop the run and we certainly can't stop the pass. How long is it going to take for someone else in the organization to see that we need a new defensive coordinator? We had very few few blitzes this year. When we did, we were successful. I just don't understand it. As a fan, I can see our defense is weak, not from player personnel. I think it's weaker because of the calling of the plays. The coach has to make the plays fit the players. And that's the thing that Ryan is missing Missing a big time. Because I'll tell you right now, obvious plays with obvious situations, without that blitzing attack, teams didn't care. They threw and they ran. They did whatever they wanted on our defense. And don't tell me it's all personnel. I agree. We definitely need some spots to fill. But a lot of that is play calling. A lot of that is coaching. A lot of that is coaching before the match, before the game and knowing who your opponent is, and playing to your best and to their least. Ryan can't do it. He's had five years to do it. I, for one, I like the guy, but do not think he's going to improve next season. What that tells me is that he is a lame duck coach, just like Nolan is for the 49ers. This is his last hurrah. I will tell you that right now, that this is his last chance to make the defense happen this year. If he doesn't make it happen, he's going to be out. You know the problem with that is Rob Ryan doesn't give a shit. When asked about he was worried about his job, he said, what, me, worried? Why? If I fire me, then I'll get another job within two weeks. I'm not worried about it. Now, does that tell you that he's concerned about our team? Did he say anything about doing better? Did he say anything about turning things around? Did he say anything about making things better? No. That, to me, tells me that he should get his fat ass out of Oakland. I like him, but his heart is not with this team. He certainly doesn't have—maybe if his heart is with the team, I don't know. 
but his mind definitely isn't because he can't coach shit. And five seasons, I haven't seen a whole lot, not a whole lot at all. And really, honestly, I'm sad that he didn't get replaced. But we're stuck with him for another lame, and I mean lame, season. I just hope that Kiffin makes the picks of the defense instead of Ryan because Ryan's picks suck. His picks blow. Remember Quentin Moses? That was Rob Ryan's boy. Where is he? Sitting on a couch eating peanuts and Cracker Jacks, drinking beer, gaining weight because he sucked. He sucked for the Raiders. He sucked for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who picked him up. He sucked, and he's out of the NFL. It was a waste of a pick. Thank you, Rob Ryan. He cannot pick. I hope Lane Kiffin gets a handle on this defense because he's going to have to get get the, the right people to do the right job. Ugh. We have a lame duck coach on defense. That's the last thing that the Raiders need. I hope I am terribly wrong, but I just don't think so. Um, and I think Rob Ryan should have been replaced. The fact that we waited, you know, we we waited so long to confirm that he was staying just leads me to believe that he's just hanging on by a thread. Um, doesn't give me any confidence in him or his ability to make things better. So that's going to be terrible for our defense, which is something we definitely need to work on. So we'll just have to see. We'll see what happens, see what happens in the draft and free agency. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe things will be a lot better. I sure hope so. So that's about it. And that's all I have to say about Orion. Okay, here's something that's kind of off the off the beaten track. Remember we had, uh, well, when Norv Turner was here, he coached the North-South game? Well, guess what? He coached the North-South game, and uh, I believe it was Nolan coached, coached it as well. It'll be held in Alabama, of course. And this season, Rick Raiders coach Lane Kiffin and staff is going to be coaching the North, and Nolan's going to be coaching the South. That's kind of funny because Nolan's job is on the line as well. But the nice thing about that, we'll get a chance to see some of the star players in this league, especially in the South. You talk about the SEC. It should be a great game. And <laughs> we should have an opportunity to see who we can pick up, which is which is something that might work for us. It certainly didn't work for uh, North Turner, but you just don't know. We have to get a doggone breakaway receiver. We got to get someone to protect the quarterback and something to give uh, Jamarcus some time to throw the ball. Now, 17 of the current Raiders players have played in the Senior Bowl. That's a hint. 17 guys on our current roster played in the Senior Bowl, including Derek Burgess, Kirk Morrison, Thomas Howard, Justin Fargus. All those guys play in the Senior Bowl, so it's not something to screw around. You know, um, it's a great thing that we go to get there. We go to coach these kids. We get to have one-on-one conversations and talk to them. It's like a, uh, 
it's like a pre-combine, uh, get an idea of who you really want to go after. And it's a it's a pretty cool thing that you have the one-on-one with these kids. So Lane Kiffin will definitely take advantage of it. We need it big time. And I hope Rob the Mob Ryan takes advantage of this last season and actually uh, makes it so he'll stay longer. Because if he does win some defenses, as far as defensive games go, the turnovers, you know, the blitzes. I want someone should send him a card with a big thing in the middle of it says blitz more because we we are the weakest blitzing team in the NFL when we got the players to do it. It's really it's really not funny. So the senior bowl will be a great thing. It's a good thing for us. I'm glad we're involved. Uh, it'll be good to see Kiffin out there because we'll be able to watch it hopefully on TV. It's not on the NFL network, which is such bullshit. And that little tidbit is about all I have to say about that. And let's move on to the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section, where I must start off with this. Um, (laughs) This is one Randy put up on the Raider News. And what is the article? The article is, where is Raider Greg? (laughs) I swear. I swear, Randy. (laughs) Raider Greg, host of the Raider Nation podcast, has been conspicuously absent in the podcast scene following the Raiders' final game on December 30th, 2007. (laughs) Normally, very prompt in keeping the Raider Nation informed on their team, Raider Greg has always done a post-game show within two or three days of each Raiders game. However... His faithful listeners are still waiting to hear from their Raider guru. That's funny. Regular listener of the podcast, Colorado Chris, is rumored to have sent Raider Greg an email to the effect of, Hey, Raider Greg, get off your lazy ass and do a podcast. And an answer to the question of why he has not yet recorded his final season postgame podcast, Raider Greg has rumored to have commented, I just wasn't feeling it, Patna. His latest promise is that he will record his overdue podcast today, Sunday, January 7th, 2008, probably after the two playoff games are over. When informed of the latest development, his partner, Randy, the bald raider, and of course, the backbone of the podcast, who edits and mixes each show, reportedly replied, whatever. Well, that's what I have to say about this article, Randy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you have to get over it, po- folks. Yeah, 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 I'm late. And yeah, 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 I blew it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that's pretty damn funny. Okay, all right. Where are we going to go from here? Where are we going to go from here? We'll go to the forum. Where else? All right, you guys. You guys have been hitting the forum, and I have been lazy at throwing it out there. So let's get on out there with a Raider weather chick, Christine. 
let me see if I could do this justice. It's been a while, of course, so I have to get my podcast uh, situation handled here, and I'll try not to destroy it, And even though I probably will. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to use that a lot, Randy. Rainer Nation, bear with me. I'm in, I am new to this forum thing, but I always hear Raider Greg talking about the Raider Nation podcast forum, and I'm always going, what the hell are they talking about? I just want to say to you, Randy and Greg, I love your show. It is the highlight of my week. I listened faithfully, and I ran across it just prior to the season just by checking out stuff on iTunes. And I was like, there has to be a Raider podcast. I'm from the good old East Bay, and I've been a Raiders fan from as long, for as long as I can remember. And it's all my dad's fault. Yeah, it's all my fault my kids are Raider fans, too. My younger sister is hardcore, chasing Raiders of past and present around the Bay Area, taking pictures, getting autographs, and just meeting them, and, of course, rubbing it in to me. <laughs> Sounds like a great sibling. Unfortunately, I no longer live in the Bay Area. I am now stationed in Arizona, and I can't watch the Silver and Black show on TV, which was always a joy. And I can't listen to Raider games on 1050 The Ticket with an unbiased Raider announcing. The away games, we would always turn the TV down with the radio on so we, would have the, we wouldn't have to hear the commenters talking shit. Well, that's what I do too, sister, and that's what Randy does too. It's not uncommon to see a little Raider love down here in Red Birds of the Dead Birds territory, but it's not like home. Nothing like home, honey. Raider Greg, you remind me of my dad so much, it's not even funny. But I just wanted to share a little love and appreciation to you and Randy. A bunch of fellow weather forecasters want me to make a road trip that way for a Raider game. So when we come up, I will totally let you guys know. I love your show, and hopefully I can get to meet you guys someday. You guys rock. Keep all the awesome work going. Oh, yeah. It was neat to see my name on the pages as a new forum member. Well, you're in here, honey. Christine. You're on it. And welcome to the forum. I'm glad you're here because we got some great people here, great takes, some smart folks. As you can see, check it out. There's some people here that know their shit. Trust me. Way smarter than me, which isn't hard to do, except for Colorado Chris, of course. <laughs> okay, let's see now. Rainer Cole comes in with... we. Need to totally overhaul our receivers. I'd keep Curry and dump the rest. Ideally, if Porter wants to void the final year of his contract and then good riddance, yeah, I love that. We need big, speedy targets for J. Russ. Also, Asamoah should be tagged or sign a long-term contract. Pretty much what I agree with, pretty much what I say, and uh, definitely agree with that one. See, Raider Frank, the Raider coaching staff are going to lead the North team in the Senior Bowl. The 49er staff will coach the South. What is Peter, what is, what's this Peter King bullshit saying that Kiffin might not stick around in Oakland? Could he be that pissed off that Ryan isn't going anywhere? Is another power struggle about to ensue? Ugh. Well, let's hope not. Because the Raider organization, just as we thought was coming together, seems a little be a little frayed. 
Now, for one, Raider Frank, you've seen it all before, just like me. Things will be going along very smoothly, and then a big rip will happen. Uh, We don't need any of that shit. That just shows that we need front office and back office and side office. We just need everyone in the office and in the whole building to be on the same frickin' page. Because the last thing we need is some bullshit in the building. And you know what I mean by that. Let's just hope that this boat just writes itself and this Rob Ryan talk and all this other crap goes away. But remember Art Shell when he was here? I hate to even say that. Remember the rumors that he was being left and he was going to be kicked off the staff as soon as the season was over? Remember the Raiders came out and said, not to the contrary, there's been no decision made on Art Shell, and two weeks later he was dumped ever so quietly? Well, let's just hope that doesn't happen with Rob Ryan. We cannot afford to wait three, four, five weeks after the Super Bowl when all we could get is somebody else's water boy to run our defense. That would be a travesty for our team for sure. Okay, S-T-R-O-T-B-F-M. Big fat meanies. I know that's part of it. (laughs) I love it. No laughing now, guys, but I'm going to finally get to a game next year. Right on. It'll be on the road with the aircraft-shy bitter half likely to agree at a push to either Baltimore or Buffalo. Now, I realize this is like choosing between barbed wire and toilet... <laughs> barbed wire toilet roll and a bronc hoe paint job for your car. But which is a better option for a newbie tourist? Maryland or the exciting old Buffalo? Well, Maryland's pretty nice. I mean, either one, you're going to freeze your cojones off. I'll tell you right now. Um, I think the Buffalo game might be a little bit better because they're going to be playing a little bit better. I would think that... Uh, the Baltimore Ravens let's just lost their coach. So there's going to be a big turmoil. Um, maybe you want to go to that one because we'll win. But Baltimore, there's nothing in Baltimore. There's nothing there. At least, well, Buffalo, you got upstate New York. You're not too far from the city. You could actually go to New York, enjoy the city, and then go up to the game. That's what I would do. I would do the New York thing because New York's an awesome place. Um, but I'll talk to you a little bit more when we find out when that game is happening. Depending upon when the season, what time in the season, that will make a big difference, I think. Here we go. There's a pretty good one here also. Just watched Paul Spencer mic'd up on NFL Films against us, and I quote, Gallery don't deserve to get paid. He can't block. (laughs) Now you can draw your own conclusions. That was from Strott BFM as well. Okay, let's see. Colorado Chris comes in with, you all know two clowns that will be will be at the Jets game. I've talked to Tommy through his sister. We are both coming in for that one. Tommy is small, but I bet he can wear one of my wife's Jets jerseys. Whoa. Tommy, you better get on this, man, because you got a Colorado quiz. He owns you, literally. You better get on it, man. Tommy, I know you're sharp. Where you at, partner? Get on here because he's working your ass over. Okay. He also comes with going to what Rick posted. No Raider football is bullshit. 
And I cannot fucking stand watching playoff football knowing our guys are not doing jack shit. It's tough, man. That's what I'm telling you. It's tough for me. That's why I haven't done a podcast. It's depressing. Shit. I just can't. I just can't believe it. Just can't believe it. Tokai Raider comes in. Rob Ryan still has a year left in his contract with the Raiders, meaning that the only way that the Jets can acquire him is if he's fired. Now, we all know that Al does not like to give away anything for free, and why should he? So here's what I believe is going on. Al is trying to hold on to Ryan in order to use him as trade bait with the Jets to get some draft picks. Stranger things have happened. Well, that's possible, um, Robert Moorhead. It's very possible. However, that's strictly forbidden by the new NFL policy when Rob, when uh, Al Davis did that before with Tampa Bay and, and Gruden. So maybe that can happen behind the scenes. I don't know, but we shall see. I certainly do agree with you when it comes down to Al Davis and him being a cheap ass and not wanting to pay anyone for anything that they don't do. And, uh, well, we all know how that works. Now, here we go. This is by The Preacher. The recent message communicated by Mike Taylor suggests that the news media should stop printing irresponsible rumors regarding defensive coordinator's status. It suggests that the media bought into that Rob Ryan is staying with the Raiders. The only problem is nobody else, Kiffin included, has come out publicly endorsing him. Does this mean that the rumors are true and that Kiffin wants Ryan out, but Al's blocking him? I think so, but you don't think so? I think so, Preacher. Let's take a different look at this. Rob Ryan still has a year left in his contract to the Raiders, meaning that the only way that the Jets can acquire him is if he's fired. Yes, I believe Al's holding on to him because he doesn't want to give him 850 G's for nothing. But, you know, that doesn't help our team. That doesn't help our defense. Ugh, that just freaking kills me. Anyways, Colorado Chris comes in. As I stated before, I am all for him staying. The scheme sounds like it's Al's choice. Yeah, it sure does. It's up to those guys to make plays, be in the right position, and for fuck's sake, make tackles. Yeah, that's true. We can't have all the tur- this turnover. Yeah, I know. We can't have all this turnover. You're absolutely right. I think we we put too much emphasis on coaching, especially at this level. Players are called, but they need to be executed. At least my Ducks won on the 31st. I know. Whatever. Peace, my brothers. That's right. Your Ducks, whatever. <laughs> well, I don't agree with you. I believe the players see through this crap. I, I believe the players see a shitty defensive call and go out there and go, well, we'll do our best. If the players aren't in position to make the tackle because the play is wrong, well, then whose fault is that? And if you have a defensive coach that doesn't set up a defensive scheme for a team for a game, well, then that's what we get. We've seen it. I've seen it this year. Coaching is huge. It's everything. It's everything. Okay, I'm going to go to Raider Rick, who happens to be the most cerebral guy on these on these posts here of late. Rick 
is on fire with the draft. He's on fire. I'm telling you right now, he is on fire. He's already set up the whole drafting for the whole team, the whole season, and it's pretty doggone cool. Raider Rick, I want to thank you for being on the forum because, man, <laughs> you got it down. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, Raider Rick, he's a real college fanatic. I mean, he watches college games like there's nobody's business. I don't know anybody who watches as much college football as Raider Rick does, and he certainly knows what's happening. And in free agency, man, he's all over it. Um, and he has everything lined up here. Let's just look. Right now, he has this is one of his posts, and I'll say this uh, free agents to pursue. Alan Fenica of the Pittsburgh Steelers was really disgruntled last season and wanted to be traded, demanded a trade, actually, and they wouldn't give it to him. But he'll be a free agent. Whether they'll hold on to him, I don't know. But he definitely, he's a guard or a tackle, definitely has it. Flazel Adams. A tackle from Dallas. Max Starks, tackle, Pittsburgh Steelers, another one. Jared Allen from the Chiefs. You know, there's somebody else that could help us out. Terrell Suggs from the Baltimore Ravens, defensive end, linebacker, excellent. Albert Hainsworth, defensive tackle, the Titans. He is a monster. Lance Briggs, Chicago Bears, linebacker. Asante Samuel, need I say more, free safety. Do you think we could use him? Bet your ass. Ken Hamlin, uh, safety, free safety for the Cowboys. Another position we could definitely use. Now, he says, okay, Lane, you said we'll be go after it. Let's see what you can do with some of these free agents as well. Well, let's see what he can do. Raider Rick, I mean, here's another one. Raider Rick comes in with, here's my wish left of Raider, Raider free agents to keep or drop. Bubble means they probably dropped, but depending on what we what we are able to upgrade at those positions, keep Fargus, Newberry, <clears throat> Clemens, Cooper, Osamoa, Madsen, and Carr. The only one I disagree with you there, my brother, is Newberry because of his health. Drop, Culpepper, yes, Porter, yes, Dwight, yes, Brighton, yes, Williams, yes, Alston, yes, Ikujuba, yes, Eugene. Yes. On the bubble, McCown, he should go. Green, he should go. Kelly, I think he should stay. Brown, I think he should go. And Condo should go as well. But you're right, depending upon what we're going to do. And, you know, we'll know what's going to happen here right after the Super Bowl. Um, I definitely got to say that uh, I got to say that Raider Rick, <laughs> you're the bomb. Now, there's some other people out there. Uh, Navy Rob comes in. Let's get Bob Sanders from the Colts. He's one of the best free agents out there at the end of the season, and he could be the safety and move Huff to free safety and tell the Colts what we want a refund on Rhodes. Well, I don't know if we want a refund on Rhodes because I think our offensive line is just starting to happen. It's just starting to happen. Cuban uh, Gangster comes in, Bob Sanders. Of course, another one for Bob Sanders, free agent. There's a whole lot of people that are calling for, for some heads in here, man. I love it. I love the Raider Nation because it is what? 
it's what makes it happen, man. I love you fans because this off season is going to be very important. You know what? I think off season is probably more more fun for me than regular season because we haven't been winning, of course. But I think the off season is more fun because it's more unpredictable and exciting. Uh, when you can pick out people that are, who might be on the team and they end up on the team, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's great to see the fans be able to pick up on people that should be here. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love this time of year. Uh, the games are over. We don't have to worry about you know going anywhere because we didn't go anywhere. And we can certainly look forward to some big changes. And with uh, Lane Kiffin firing the uh, supposed negotiator for the Jamarcus Russell debacle, I think that's a great statement. And I think it will continue. And I think that uh, cleaning house is what we need to do. And we will see a whole lot more after the Super Bowl. And we'll see a whole lot more after, um, you know, after our uh, our teams have, uh, our team has kind of settled down a little bit. As far as uh, where our team's going to go, who's injured, who's got possibilities of coming back. There's a whole lot of things that uh, the coach has to keep in mind. You know he's watching film. You know he's trying to look at free agents. There's so much that's going on right now, way more than has been on the regular season, especially the last four games. I would not be surprised if Kiffin was looking at things that he can change, looking at people he can get rid of. And I think the Rob Ryan thing is some bullshit. So I don't think that's over. I think that maybe he might be taken away by the Jets. Who knows? So uh, let's just <laughs> let's just stay tuned and hope that uh, – uh, Kiffin has a, the answer, and Al doesn't get in the way because I just think Al got in the way of this move. So let's hope not. Yeah. Anyway, and more and more to follow, folks. You guys are on the JLB. You guys are hitting the boards great. I love it. Thank you for being here. I'm sorry that I wasn't here, but I had to take some mental relief if you know what i mean i needed to take some zen master time for raider greg to just get it together and i'm back i'm excited i'm ready for the off season there's going to be big changes our team's going to look a lot better a lot different come this next preseason so stay tuned because we got the changing coming out every week we'll be out here we'll be with you throughout the summer throughout the draft Throughout the rest of this offseason, we'll be keeping you in touch with what's happening here in Alameda. This is Raider Greg and the Bald Raider. Randy, the ultimate tech master. We are...